real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real, real. Only gon' recognize, still, still. I reckon I will. Like we always do with this time. Welcome, 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 everybody, to the KIRP Radio Show. Another beautiful Sunday, man, and I am so thrilled to be here this evening. As always, you know, I'm always excited to do the show, but this is a very special show uh, this Sunday because um, if you're not aware, we have a very, very special guest tonight. We have uh, Shane from The Walking Dead. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We have... (laughs) <laughs> Mark Walker, uh, candidate for uh, NC Congress, and uh, this gentleman is a, is a is a very spectacular, very original guy, and uh, I'm sure if you listen to the show before, you know what I mean by original. That's a term I like to say that uh, a lot of people who are genuine and regular, 
So I, I call them original. I think the original people uh, that God created were very original in, in, the, in the intent of love. So uh, Mark Walker is a very original guy. We'll be on with us just a little bit later on in the evening. Not, not much later. So you guys who are tuned in and can't wait to uh, listen to Mr. Walker, uh, hang on here for a second, and we'll definitely get you on the show. Shout out to everybody out there in KRP land, man, who retweets us at symbol KRP radio show at symbol NC Pudgy. Definitely show us some love if you guys have Twitter. Uh, send us Twitter comments, retweet us, do whatever you need to do to get your comment across. If you all have uh, something on your mind that you don't feel like writing about, and maybe you want to call in the show and talk about it on the show, the number is uh, 619-638-8559. Hit us up, let us know what you think, and we will try our best to get you guys uh, uh, at least get one call. We're going to try to get at least one call in. For all my Facebook listeners out there and my Facebook watchers and followers and friends and family, you're all my family. We're, we're all family, if you don't know by now. If you believe in the God I believe in, we're all family. But anyway, all my Facebook people out there, check us out on Facebook. It's facebook.com backslash KRP radio show. Let me say it slower because I'm talking fast, some people say. I'm not really talking fast. You're just listening slow. I got that from a pimp, by the way. Anyway, it's KRP radio show. Check us out on Facebook. Uh, if you're on Facebook, just do at symbol KRP radio show and, uh, you know, you'll find a page, leave a comment on there. Let us know. Hey, what do you think about the show? What do you think about our candidate that we're going to have on tonight? Who are you voting for for North Carolina Congress? Okay. And who are you voting for in general period? I just want to know who you guys are supporting out there. I don't care what party you are in. Don't care the first. Don't matter to me. I think all people are the same. We share ideas. We should be able to agree to agree and agree to disagree and still love each other for it after the fact. Me, myself, I'm a conservative independent. I lean more to the right side of things. Why? Because right is right. Left is not right. Left is wrong. Right is right. And who likes to be wrong? So I like to be right, so I lean to be a little bit right. Uh, that's not to say that I'm all in for any single Republican that just drops out of the sky. I'm not that guy. If you guys have been listening, you definitely know I'm not that guy. So pay attention. Stay in tune with us. Find out where I'm going to be and what I'm saying, what I'm thinking about, what I'm promoting. You know, all that good stuff, man. Keep in tune with us and, you know, you can follow what we got going on with the show, man, because there's a lot of beautiful things out there, just like the Loving Father Society, which is my nonprofit, uh, LovingFatherSociety.com. The name speaks for itself. We are just trying to connect families, traditional families, in the way God intended and trying to keep fathers at the head of the household and in their households, okay? Not just black fathers, but also not to President Obama, who had a lot to say about black fathers on the campaign trail. But I'm not going to get in that right now. Everybody knows that bothers the heck out of me, okay? Everybody out there knows that that bothers me. Everybody who knows me, everybody who's ever listened to the show, anybody who's in tune with Pudgy, Altarit, Jamal Miller, anybody who's, who's in tune with me know that his little fiasco in the in the church on the campaign trail or whatever he was doing. I don't keep up with him anymore, but what, whatever was happening in that church in Chicago, everybody knows that doesn't sit well with me. And I thank God for bringing forth something like the Loving Father Society and also the ILABF group, which is I love being a black father and I love being a blank father. Okay, we fill in the voids. We definitely do big things out there. We have to promote traditional values. 
We definitely have to promote families. I am pro-life. I am pro-family. I am pro-Jesus Christ. I'll say pro-God for some of you people who can't rock with Christ, but I do, okay? So I'm pro-Jesus, pro-life, pro-Christ, pro-right, pro-freedom, abolitionist in my skin. Don't care if you don't like it. It is what it is. Those are the things that I believe. And guess what? It doesn't matter if you don't believe like me. It doesn't matter if you agree with me. It doesn't matter if you disagree with me. As I said before, we should all be able to discern, okay? Jesus had the ability to discern. He had the ability to sit with people who he didn't agree with and not saying that they were right because he was sitting with them, but just showing them some love, saying, hey, you know what? I love you anyway, even though you're wrong. He had a slick way of telling that they were wrong. So that's kind of what we do on the KLP Radio Show. 619-638-8559 is the number. This show, folks, is brought to you by, let me tell you something. I got to tell you the story first. I was, I think I was at the, was I at the governor's mansion and didn't get in? No, 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 no. I went to a press conference and uh, I was fresh off Shout out to my little sister, man, whom I just met. My sister's 33 years old. I'm four, I'm 34 years old, okay? I'm 34. My sister is 33. Uh, just met her for the first time last month, and I, I, was, I was leaving uh, uh, the General Assembly, okay, in Raleigh, and I was on my way back home, decided to call her up because, you know, through my other brother. Shout out to my other brother, Jamal Rowe. Uh, Green Bay Packers in the house. My brother, Jamal Rowe, defensive back. For the Green Bay Packers, uh, love you, little brother. But um, you know, through him, uh, we connected with the sister that I've never met before. And uh, shame on my dad for that, by the way. Shame, shame on him. But I also love him at the same time because I found out that I have a beautiful 33-year-old, hard-working, kick-butt little sister. I, when I listen, this is definitely my sister. This this woman goes hard. When I met her, she was at work, okay? She didn't stop working because I was there, the brother who she never met before in her life. She didn't stop working for that, and she was actually working on the time that she shouldn't have been working because she was helping her employees out when they got a delivery truck in. I mean, who come, I mean, seriously, anybody who knows me knows that this is my sister, right? In the flesh, hardworking, independent, says what she wants to say, free of mind, free of thought, free in living, and uh, I met my little sister. So first off meeting her, I'm on my way back, and I get hungry all of a sudden. Now, I got no agenda about my eating. I just, when I get hungry, I stop, I go get food, and I keep it moving, all right? I try to get home a lot of times. Don't like to waste a lot of money on takeout that I don't really like anyway. But this time, I decided to gamble. So I'm not even sure where I'm going to eat anyway. I get off on an exit somewhere on uh, somewhere in Raleigh. I can't remember. I think it was Bride Creek. Uh, when I got off the interstate and uh, get off the road, I see a new Bass Pro shop being built. Anybody know anything about Bass Pro? You realize that when they're building that place, there's no mistaking for what it is. So, and, and I like Bass Pro. I like fishing. So I, I, I'm thinking, you know, maybe I can walk in here and check it out. But anyway, it, it wasn't finished built. So uh, I look to my right and I see this logo. It says fire something, right? And I'm not the guy who eats hot food, but I said, you know what? Let me go see what this is all about. Right? I actually thought it was a Chinese food store. I, I, I don't like Chinese food. I thought it was a Chinese food store. I decide to go inside this place. I got my binder with me. I'm kind of tired. I need to jot down some things that I was thinking about on the road. I need to write some notes about a conversation that I had at the General Assembly, okay? So I go in this place with the intent to grab something to eat, no matter what it is, a quick bite, sit down, jot some notes, and get up out of there. 
Folks, when I walk in this building, first of all, it's beautiful, beautiful. I mean, it's amazing. As soon as you walk in the building, it's amazing. They got a nice outdoor area where you can sit and eat. When you walk in, everything is immaculate. If you're one of those people like me who really don't like to eat out at the same time, but I enjoy eating out, I'm always checking for a grade. I'm always looking for the the A and the B doesn't count. The C definitely ain't going to work. If you got anything less than that, I'm not going to kill myself and eat at your restaurant. But anyway, the beautiful, the, the building is immaculate. It's amazing. The menu is big. It's pretty. It's bright. There's lights in there. There's televisions all over the place. Seating, unlimited amount of seating. Just a, a, a all-out great place. So when I walk up to the counter, I'm greeted. And again, I'm one of those people, if you don't greet me properly, in the restaurant that I choose to spend my hardworking dollar at. Like, if you don't give me the attention that I feel like I deserve, my wife calls me a maniac about this, but I just like to be greeted properly with the hello, may I help you? You know, I don't like to go in places where they look at me, you know, asking, what am I doing here? And, and, and it's obvious I come to get some service. But anyway, I get, I get great service from these people and, and with a smile I don't know what I want, so I asked, you know, what should I have? I got recommended something. It was great. I sat down, watched some uh, PTI on ESPN, and I jotted my notes down, and I had a delicious sausage sandwich, right, for lunch, by the way, for lunch, just after lunch, around 3 p.m. or whatever. But anyway, the name of the place was Fireworks, folks. If you don't know anything about Fireworks, you got to check them out, 8531 Bride Creek Parkway, 919-406-3473 in Raleigh. Make sure you check these folks out. They do something special with hot dogs and sausage. There's three locations in Raleigh right now, one on Harrison Square uh, next to the, next to the uh, New Bass Pro, which is the restaurant that I went into, one on Briar Creek, and there's also one in the shops of Kildare. So make sure you guys check them out. They are sponsoring this show. Shout out to the good folks over there at Fireworks, man. I made the call and let them know how much I appreciated the service that I got and how good the food was. And, you know, it's been a beautiful relationship ever since. So you'll be hearing more about that. I'm going to try my best to get out there, broadcast the show live, so I can let the good people in Raleigh understand what good food is. All right? Try to help those folks out. Love mom and pop restaurants. Right now, folks, I got to mosey on to someone who is very near and dear to me. Someone who's going to come on here and tell you guys a little bit about living a little more frugal, how to save a couple dollars. She always touches on some great things. She's a favorite on the KRP radio show. I mean, she gets more mail than we get, even though it goes in the spam mail. She gets more mail than we get. So welcome to the show, Charlotte Holder from StretchingYourBudget.com. Charlotte, welcome to the show. Hey, hey. How are you, Charlotte? Good, good. How are you? I'm wonder. Come on, you know I'm excellent until I'm not. You know, that's that's my motto. I'm, I'm good until I'm not. always excellent. Right? That's right, man. And you drive that because you always come on with the happy, happy, very bright, Hey, you know, I like that. Well, I had a little, you know, so come back, pumped, ready to go. <laughs> so we really have a lot a lot of catching up to do. Unfortunately, we yeah. don't have a lot of time to catch up, but I really want you to come on and have some spare time because it, I haven't talked to you in a while, Charlotte, and there's been a lot of things happening. You know, it's tax season. People are getting tax returns. Some people are running like me, don't want to file. I mean, there's a lot going on out there. How do you feel about all this money spending out here? Um, you know, I, I, tax season is always like a big blow, especially if you're self-employed. <laughs> um, 
tax season can be very taxing. <laughs> yes. um, and, yes. you know, there's a lot of people I see, um, you know, talking, like, on social media and stuff about, you know, what they're planning on spending their tax money on and all that kind of stuff. And um, it's just interesting to see people have already got their money spent before they get it, you know. I'm going to buy me So I'm not going to buy me anything I ain't getting a dime back and I already know it But it's all good though It's all good because I work every day And I save money And I do what Charlotte tells me what to do In order to save more money So Charlotte is there something that you can tell me What to do with the few pennies that I have So I can hold on to them a little bit longer Um you know, one of the things that we've been doing um, here at, at the Holder House is, um, well, that, the last, gosh, I'd say like three or four months, I mm-hmm. have been trying to find um, ways to make money, save money, that kind of thing, stretch my dollars. Oh. <clears throat> and um, so I was looking around, and I'm like, gosh, we have so much stuff, just clutter, <laughs> stuff we don't use, stuff that's piling up, stuff. Right. And um, you know, I don't. I didn't really want to just give it to Goodwill for them to go and sell it and you know make a profit off my things. Um, mm-hmm. Tax write-off is just not that great because I mean we tithe and all that kind of stuff. But so it really need any kind of donation write-offs and stuff like that. So I'm like, what can I do with the stuff and make money? Um, so you know, I got to look in on Facebook and I saw on the right hand side all these things kept popping up on like suggested groups. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that before. Um oh, yeah. but basically it was like suggesting these online yard sale pages. Have you ever heard of them? Do you know what I'm talking about? Online yard sales? I haven't. This is this is brand new to me. I, I haven't. Okay, so this is kinda new to me too. This was like um I started maybe in October, November, and first of November, and because I'm like, well, how can I save money and and pay for Christmas? And that was my driving factor. Um, but this could be for any time. I'm still still doing it. But anyway, so it, they're online yard sales, and you just basically mm-hmm. um, you can click on search all groups on that kind of right hand side, not the far right where it's people's you know feed. But just to the left of that, you'll see suggested groups. And you can click on that, and basically you just would search for whatever area you're in to see if there's, like, a local site for you. Um, So you can search the city that you live in or the county, um, that kind of thing. So, like, for us, it's like Davidson County Yard Sales is what I'd pull up. But anyways, I have found that there are so many out there. And um, so I just started joining all these groups. I checked it, just kind of got a feel for it to see what it was all about. Because, um, you know, you never really know what, what goes on with these things. So um, but anyways, basically all you do is upload um, pictures of the items that you're wanting to sell. It could be anything. Some of them are specific to, um, you know, furniture. Some of them are specific to kids items. Some of them are just general. It's just for anything. Um, mm-hmm. So basically you just upload the, the picture. You write a little description about whatever it is you're selling. Put a price on it. And um, people basically just comment, you know, on that photo, but it's in this group. And, you know, they'll either haggle you down, which some people do, or, you know, they'll offer 
you know, what you've got, what they've got it posted for, and then you just meet them to buy, to sell it. That's and cool. as the seller, you're just you you pick where you want them to come. The buyer comes to you, so you know. Um, and, and I always pick somewhere that's well lit, usually a gas station near my house, um, you know, that I feel really comfortable with. Um, and I've never had a problem. And we sold over a thousand dollars of stuff in two months and paid for Christmas cash and paid off some things. Wow. Oh, I got yeah. to get on the ball. I like that. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's a little, you know, with couponing, you know, I'm always up front and I, and I tell people the truth. It is time consuming. So with this time consuming, because mm-hmm. you have to keep, um, it's called bumping, but basically <laughs> what that means is you just type the word bump or a, a period or just something because it, it'll get lost in the feed there. So every few days you want to kind of refresh that picture so that people see it again. So you just kind of have to go in every few days and just you just type a word still available or the word bump or what whatever, and just so it'll pop back up in the newsfeed and refresh itself so people can keep seeing it until it's sold. So you know it is a little a little work, but it's totally worth it. I mean, once I start, once I sold my first thing, it was like with couponing. Once I had my first big trip where I saved a ton of money, I was hooked, and that's kind of what this is like. So. Um, you know, I I am still doing it. I've sold three things last week. So Wow. Two thousand dollars. Yeah, well it was over a thousand. It was not quite two thousand. But Oh well any anything. <laughs> Even a thousand dollars is great. I mean a thousand dollars in two months. That's extra income right there that that I didn't have to go and really like you know, work for it's tax free. It's stuff that I already bought. You know, bought. I'm just selling, and it right. it could be anything. It could be literally anything. I have seen something from, you know, picture frame all the way up to cars and boats and mobile homes and houses. That's amazing. So, and, and and it's totally yeah. free. No no expense to you at all to sell the things yeah, online on like Facebook. that. Mm-hmm. Really? It's just it's on Facebook. It's just online groups just like you and I have groups you know for different things on Facebook so um it it, you know some of them are secret some of them are closed whatever you just have to request to join it's it's super simple wow so you know what's going to happen right I mean you you know you know who I am right and you know what's going to happen right what I'm going to sell everything through my timeline on Facebook. You know that, right? I'm going to have people walking through my house through Facebook. Oh, well, I put it on my personal. I have oh. a for sale album on my personal Facebook page, too. So anything I put up, I put on my personal. So I've sold stuff from that way, too. Oh, yeah. If you I don't like want to go through like all the groups and you'd rather just sell with your friends and family, you can do that, too. Well, I yep. have a lot of things to get rid of around here. And we are just about to leave my home domain, and uh, awesome. you know, I'm ready to uh, sell timing. some of this stuff off. And I've got a yeah. couple kids. In case anybody, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You're willing to get rid of a few of your youngins. <laughs> no, 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 no. My kids, they'll, no. they'll work. They'll will work. They will work for food. So if oh, anybody gotcha. needs to move, yeah, they'll work for food, man. They love it. If you ask them, they will work for food. I tell you. 
All you got to do is say the word hamburger, cheeseburger, hot dog, pizza. They're off. They're off. I mean, they'll they'll work hard too, man. They'll clean the clean the whole house, cut the grass, wash the car, you name it. They will get busy. Hey, that's awesome. Yeah, that's my uh, little tool that I use. <laughs> my little bribing method. Hey, it's better than money, right? It is better than money. Because a lot of times I go get freezer pizzas, throw them in the oven, and and then I cook them for the kids. And my kids aren't picky, man. All jokes aside, they are wonderful kids, though. And you know, I don't even have to ask them or, or bribe them at all. But they do expect to eat, so I I, I do have to feed them, I think. And uh, I do. <laughs> That's awesome. That's beautiful. So, Charles, let me ask you this, man, Re- really quick. Um, what are the top? What are your top ideas for uh, people to do with tax refunds, if if getting any? I know you have one idea. You're gonna say save, but I, I want another one other than save. So, what's one great idea that you could recommend for people who are getting a tax refund? Not me, but folks who are. Um. Well, the what we're gonna do is pay off debt. So. Pay That's off what debt. we're going to do with ours. Pay off debt. Yep. That. Pay off debt is the way to go. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not the I fun was all, way. I was but... saying, well, I mean, it's it's like this, really. You, you, you pay off your debt and you end up getting in more debt. What you can do is, is, is pay off your debt to better your credit in hopes to not get in more debt and, and you know, kind of. To me, once you learn one lesson, you know, you should never you should never have to learn that lesson again, you know. So if you got bad credit, people out there, anybody in KRP Radio Land, if you got bad credit or you have a lot of debt and you are getting some sort of tax refund, pay your debt off and let that be the lesson. You know, let that be the mm-hmm. the sole lesson to you saying, Hey, I'm not gonna get another credit card again, I'm not gonna use this credit card again and and you know, live on from there, man. Go from there and, and possibly Next year, maybe you can put some money up, or may, maybe you can invest in yourself and start some start your own small business. I definitely promote small business. You know, look into that. Think about investing in yourself, banking on yourself, instead of banking on other people and, and getting in debt through other folks' businesses and that, their ideas. So, you know, it's always a positive to bank on yourself. And definitely, Charlotte, to your nod, always a positive to pay off your debt. There are some people in Washington. Oh, my God. You know what? Let's cut that clip. Can we? Can we? We're going to cut that clip, right, and we're going to send that pay-off-your-debt clip to the White House. What do you think about that? That sounds awesome. <laughs> they need to take a few awesome. tips from me, huh? <laughs> <laughs> folks, Charlotte Holder from StretchingYourBudget.com. Charlotte, let the folks know where you can be found on the daily, if you will. Um, you can find us on Facebook. Just search Triad Super Saver. Um, or facebook.com forward slash stretching your budget. You can find us on Twitter at symbol stretch your budget, S T R E T C H U R B U D G E T. Long, long thing. But, um, and as of course you just said, stretching your budget.com. So you can find us in those three main places. I like that. And Charlotte is for the people, by the people. Charlotte gets busy, man, and she always has a way. For you to live a little bit more frugal, for you to save a little bit of moolah, and, uh, you know, expend that dollar. Charlotte, thanks for calling. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Thanks. Have a good week. All right. Take care. It's Charlotte Holder for StretchingYourBudget.com, folks. It's almost time for the man of the hour. 619-638-8559 is the number. If you guys don't have internet, send that phone number out to folks so they can listen to the show. 
619-638-8559, krpradioshow.com, blog talk radio, KRP Radio Show. We're on Twitter, at symbol KRP Radio Show, at symbol NC Pudgy. And we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash KRP Radio Show. Folks, right after this message, we'll be back with the man of the hour, congressional candidate in NC, Mr. Mark Walker. We'll be right back. You listen to the KRP Radio Show. How many more innocent people? How many more? How many more? What has been the number one cause of unnatural death in history? Democide or death by government has killed 290 million people on record. Look it up. Go look it up. In the 20th century, government murdered four times as many people as were killed in all the international and domestic wars combined. USSR, 61,911,000 people killed. Hitler's Germany, nearly 21 million people killed. Japan's imperialism, nearly 6 million people killed. Western colonization killed over 50 million people. Pol Pot's Cambodia, funded by the U.S. government, 2 million people killed. China's Communist Party, as many as 76 million people killed between 1949 and 1987. And the list goes on and on. Demand to know why the Department of Homeland Security bought more than 1.6 billion hollow point bullets. How many more people does government have to kill? Enough. Enough. Demand an end to citizen disarmament. As an American. As an American citizen. As a patriot. For your children. Enough of the people laying down and letting government kill them in mass after disarming them as they've done throughout history over and over again. Now is the time. It's time. It's time to realize that when the government takes your guns, people die. It's time to realize the biggest threat to you and your family is government. It's time to recognize government is the greatest killer of all time. Demand they show you the word hunting in the Second Amendment. Demand our politicians uphold the Constitution and Bill of Rights as they swore to when they took office. It's time for our leaders to read the Constitution. It's time for our leaders to obey the Constitution. The Constitution. The Constitution. Because a well-regulated militia with 10-round magazines wouldn't last very long. So now you know the most dangerous thing to you and your family in the world is government. Because mass murderers agree, gun control works. It is my mission to create brand stories for you that push the envelope, force people to stop, think, and take notice. Ride with you on your journey to success by creating great design that makes you look like the originator and not an imitator. Get you out of your comfort zone. Inspire you to take action. Be risky and always stay true to your passion. Tiffany Inc. is located in Los Angeles, California. Tiffany Inc. specializes in designs, creative brands for the entertainment, fashion, beauty, and food industry. Some past and present clients include Jill Osco, J&K Fresh LLC, celebrity chef Nikki Shaw, teen and family producer Doreen Spencer, the National Association of Veterans, the Alzheimer's Association, and a host of fantastic others. To contact Tiffany Inc., all you have to do is log on to www.tiffanywithaniinc.com. Tiffanyink.com 
Welcome back, folks. Welcome back to the KRP Radio Show. Conservative without apologizing. You guys know how I do it. Want to take no time and waste no more of your valuable time and go ahead and bring on the special guest, the man of the hour for the night. Introducing, I'll let him tell you who he is, guys. Mark Walker, welcome to the show, sir. How are you? Hutchie, we are doing great. It is an honor to be with you. I know there's a lot of people in the triad area who think the world of you. I certainly hope so, man. Uh, sometimes I get to open in my mouth, Mr. Walker, and uh, some things come out that don't make people so proud. But I, <laughs> I'm glad people can see through my oh, mouth and those tunes that I put out there. So, yeah, we. Uh, I think that's happened to us a time or two. I. Uh, it is a distinct uh, pleasure to spend some time with you this evening, and hopefully we can cover a topic, couple of topics here tonight. I. Uh, I believe I heard earlier that you were even discussing the role of the dad and the father, which I think is incredibly important right now. It absolutely is. Um, you know, I have a nonprofit called the Loving Father Society, and uh, a spinoff from that is the, the I Love Being a Blank Father group. I Love Being a Black Father, White Father, and so on. Um, I, I think, I think, Mr. Walker, let, let's just get into it. I, I think that we should speak specifically to certain communities about the problems that those community has. How, how do you feel about that? I, uh, it's one of the reasons that I uh, made the decision, Pudgy, to run for this particular seat, U.S. Congress 6th District. I, uh, three out of the last five years, I've taken groups of about 60 to 70, 75 high school students and adults, and we have traveled into the inner cities, some of the toughest inner cities of New York, Cleveland, and Baltimore, and I will tell you, what they have seen has been culture shock. We have tried to go in and work uh, sports, music, and do some mission work in these communities. And the, the absence of the father in some of these uh, communities is just heart-wrenching. And I know that's not a topic that sometimes that politicians are supposed to be talking about. We, we like to talk about, you know, stripping the entitlements, which is basically 62% of our budget. But it's rare sure. that we talk about long-term solutions and how we – uh, in a compassionate way, reach into these places and bring back the role of the father. Wow. You know, I, I almost feel like it's it's to, in today's society, you hear a lot of people say, uh, well, it's not needed. Uh, <laughs> and and I always laugh when I hear people say that because I, commonly I find that those people who make those kind of gestures are, are – have their mother and their father uh, a lot of the times or have two strong people that raised them and acted as a mother and a father. There's a lot of people or a lot of children out there, I should say, that uh, face some tragic issues and, and have some really serious uh, 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 decisions to make on a daily basis without an adult around. And and I definitely think those things should be uh, talked about on a large scale. And like you said, uh, we need to find solutions to uh, making it better, if you will. So, I, I, I don't know I, what it's I, I, Well, I, I, you look at single parents are, are heroes in, in my book. I mean, there, there are tragic situations that happen every day that mm-hmm. some of these moms and other cases, even dads in some situations, are working two and three jobs a week to, put, uh, to make ends meet. But the problem that I have with it is the government's role in what I feel like that has dissipated the family. If you look at the even in the minority communities in the mid-1960s, statistics will tell you that even in the minority communities, the, the family was intact by nearly 80%. And mm-hmm. after 45 years of the 
the, the LBGA social programs, and not just in specifically in this one area, but those statistics have completely inverted themselves. And that's a, that's a, that's a huge issue. That's a problem that when the government comes in and said, listen, we'll be your end all in both the civil, social, fiscal, and sometimes even in the religious element, to me that's a place where the, the overreaching arm of the federal government has been so invasive that it's time to speak out against some of these atrocities. That, that's certainly true. What about here in North Carolina? You know, there, there's been a lot going on here in North Carolina. I feel like uh, we won the battle with Amendment 1. And, uh, you know, I was definitely out, outspoken on that issue. Um, you know, where where were you on this issue? How did you feel about uh, Amendment 1? Well, thank you, Budgie, for the question. Uh, I'm a strong believer in traditional marriage. And I know this is a sensitive issue for many, many people. Uh, we have uh, people who are supporting our campaign who who may not have been, and we certainly welcome uh, anybody who wants to get involved and get our both fiscal and social conservative message out. Uh, but I believe, uh, two, I'll answer it two ways. One, as, as a man of faith, uh, mm-hmm. I believe that in the, the traditional marriage is the best model that we have. Uh, two, I, I do believe uh, as a constitutionalist, we have to take in consideration an oath to the Constitution. We cannot legislate if two people make a choice to be together through a civil union or something along those lines. That is their constitutional right. But when it comes to marriage, I believe that it is a sacred place that uh, for, for thousands of years has been held to the place of having uh, a man and a woman. And that is my, that's my personal faith now. We are running as only a fiscal conservative as much as a social one. My background is business and finance. I serve here on the War Memorial Commission, which is basically uh, a board of directors for Greensboro Coliseum. I've enjoyed working in that element. Uh, but mm-hmm. I have spent the last 15 years as a minister and still until stepping down at the end of December, uh, this, I guess, what, 30, 40 days ago. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's a, uh, it sounds like you got a lot going on, and, and it's amazing that you have people that are willing to support you uh, that probably feel differently about your take uh, on Amendment 1. And, and, and that says a lot, though, to me. That, that says a lot when you have people who have the ability to say, hey, you know what, I don't quite agree with you on that, but you're the man for the job. So, you know, well, here's Phil Berger. Here's yeah, go ahead. Uh, well, I was just going to say, I, I, Phil Berger uh, whom I like, you know, uh, Phil Berger Jr. has done some some great things out there. Seems to be also a champion uh, for the conservative movement. But I'm hearing that you're the favorite. Why is that? Well, I, I we're hearing that too, as far as uh, you know, front runner status and favorite. Uh, what it means to me is that just you simply have crosshairs on you now. Uh, but uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll certainly we'll take the, the as opposed to uh, to the other. But. Uh, you know, I think one of the reasons, and I, you know, we're so busy just moving forward, we don't really sit around and, and, and say why this is happening or that's happening. But I think if I was to look at it, I've always believed no matter no matter if it's politics, business, life, relationships, if you put people first, even mm-hmm. before the politics, you're able to build a relationship. If you if if the first thing that I do is get in your face and tell you you're wrong here and you're wrong there and this is what's going I've got a 19-year-old, and he's he's a real knucklehead sometimes. And my <laughs> approach to him is the whole process as far as am I trying to win the argument or am I trying to bring about true change? Because if I'm just trying to win the argument, sometimes that's, that's really coming from an arrogant position just to prove that I know more or I believe that I know more. 
if I really oh, yeah. care about the individual, it means that I, that, I, that I take the time to cultivate a relationship. And, and whether that approach leads to success or not, I don't know. Uh, but we're going to stay with that because I believe in the end, uh, I believe that's the most effective way. You know, there's that old adage, people don't care uh, how much you know to they know how much you care. I really think that's true in life, and specifically in this political arena. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And it, there's a lot of people watching this campaign, too, uh, that that I think like you both, such as myself. You know, I'm I'm the guy that's looking for the determining factor, whatever it may be. Maybe it'll just be a, a wake up in the middle of the night or after a prayer or something or a slap on the head, maybe. Who knows? But, um, you know, like I said before, a lot of people are, are saying you're the favorite. And, uh, and this is coming from the people, too, by the way. Like, this is no – when I say that, I'm not talking about, like, campaign stuff. I'm not talking about anything I read in, in the headlines or none of the, none of the crazy stuff, right? I'm just talking about in talking to people whom I know out there, you know, wherever they may be from, in the counties of North Carolina, they're saying that Mark Walker is the favorite. So that's why I reached out to you first. I'm going to reach out to Phil Berger Jr., too. It's only fair to see if he want to come sure. on the show and, and, and state his case, too. But I'm hearing you're the favorite. I'm seeing you all over the place. I just saw your bus. I, man, I barely missed you in Burlington. I had to work, but I barely missed you in Burlington. I was trying to get there and have one of those hot dogs with you, brother, but I missed you. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I, I just want to know what, what does a win for Mark Walker mean to North Carolina? Wow, that's a great question. I think there's two things that uh, – whether it's me or any kind of political figure, especially in a congressional level, albeit your representative or a senator, and that's two mm-hmm. things. I, I think, number one, I think it's very, very important that you elect, the people elect somebody who is not so much about Washington as they are about the people that they're representing of North Carolina. And what I mean by that, we've been approached already a couple times by this political action committee or that political action committee, sign this pledge, sign this promise, do this, do that, and then we'll engage <laughs> here, we'll do this endorsement. You know, and I got yeah. to think about this question. If, if we'll do that now as a candidate, how much more would, would be prone to do that once we're in Washington, D.C.? And I talked mm. to our staff, and we discussed this. I said, you know what? Our pledge and our promise is to the people of North Carolina, not to the people of Washington, D.C., and I mm-hmm. think that's incredibly huge. I think another point is I think it's time for some of these representatives, and, and we put this in writing, to impose term limits on yourselves. That people, I hear sometimes uh, politicians or congressmen say, yeah, we're going to try to get this passed through legislation. Well, let's be real about it, Fletcher. That's never going to pass through legislation. So I nope. think the right thing to do is to impose it on yourself. And you know, if you go back to the original company of Congress and the early statesmen, this wasn't some big vocational job you went and spent the rest of your life and career built a kingdom in D.C. Term limits, to me, is, is a deterrent to be able to get up there and have half your family working as some lobbyists. And, and that's sort of the thing that I think are two major important pieces of the puzzle that whether it's Mark Walker or someone else is bringing forth as, as a potential candidate Congress. You left me speechless with that one, brother. That's one of my soapboxes. Got to give you props on that. Can we can, can we at least get the man a round of applause on that one, man? I mean, you listen, I, I know people are saying, you know, this is politics and he's got a campaign, but you killed that man. Round of applause for that brother on that. Well, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I, uh, you know, we just, we've, we've, we've just, we've been told we are running an unconventional campaign, I guess because we're not a career politician and, 
And uh, mm-hmm. I don't look at that as a stigma. Uh, I look at that as something that uh, that hopefully will uh, enhance the opportunity to get things done, not as some kind of uh, uh, cowboy that tries to go up there and say, my gosh, you know, John Wayne's in town or what have you. You have to work yeah, with yeah. people to get done in, in any environment and, and uh, in whether, whatever aspect of business or life it is. And, and I think that's important for us to remember that, that we're part of a, a system there. There are forefathers tried to put in place to protect it. But we have got this country, in fact, this administration is a combination, in my opinion, of incompetence and deceit. And I think it's time to, to speak out against that. And I don't have to use the vitriolic terminology that sometimes is very tempting and uh, to, to, to spill and to spin, but I, I do think it's time to be principled and passionate about what's going on in our government. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Spe- speaking on getting things done, uh, well, let, let me go back here just for a sec. Uh, your finance background, uh, yep. jobs in North Carolina. There's a lot of uh, conversation about what should be done, what can't be done, uh, what's been done, and, 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 you know, there's a lot been done. I got to take my hat off to Governor McCrory on the job side. There's been a lot of things going on uh, that I've been paying attention to, and, and I get those updates, and it seems like he's trying to make some headway in bringing jobs to North Carolina. Uh, what do you think about the future in jobs in North Carolina? Well, let me go ahead and agree with you. I think uh, our governor, lieutenant governor, are have been all over this and are working hard to make some differences there. I mean, we're digging out of a hole right now. It's not going to be overnight, and I, I'm proud of the work that they uh, have accomplished or are accomplishing, uh, and I think the future is looking much more brighter for this uh, this red state we call North Carolina. Um, if you look at the 6th District, the 6th District has a higher unemployment rate than the average across the rest of the state of North Carolina. And a part of that uh, is some of our counties like Alamance and Rockingham, these were once thriving communities of textiles, uh, tobacco, and furniture. The part of the free trade agreement, specifically even going back to 2007, I believe it is, might have been 2005, that the, uh, we passed the what we call CAFTA, the Central America Free Trade Agreement. Well, the jobs mm-hmm. continued to dissipate and move to different places, whether it was Central America, some in China, and now a lot of those are going to uh, over in Vietnam, and we're we're sitting there. Uh, my problem with this is the double standard. Now, this administration would put all these different encumbrances and restrictions on our, on our private-owned businesses, yet we'll mm-hmm. do business with people like Vietnam and China and buy their merchandise. At the same time, our companies are losing jobs over here, specifically in this area. And I think one of the things that we had to do, two specific things, as a matter of fact, one, we have to be willing to get after these guys and reduce some of the regulations that these governments put on these small businesses. 64% of all jobs in this country are small businesses. The other aspect of it is we have the highest corporate tax in the world now. Japan was ahead of us at 42%. They dropped their 6%. We're still stuck at number one at 39%, and that's a problem. Now, there's a couple models out there that are really getting it done. I'll just mention one because of time. It's North Dakota. North Dakota mm-hmm. now has an unemployment rate of less than 3%. They've got McDonald's paying $20 an hour in some places, and people are driving four hours of work. How do they do that? Well, they did it this way. They got to the place that said, you know what, uh, uh, we're going to move around the EPA. We're going to move around the federal government. We're going to do some 
work on private and state lands, and they went after it, and kaboom, the places that we just had a young couple move from this community up there to find a strong job. We have got to get to a place where we're taking some of these restrictions and taking some of the junk, and, and speaking of that, one of the one of the new areas that I think is really going to be burdensome is this Affordable Care Act on the small businesses. Man, we won't even go there. I'm, I'm, I, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. I'll have a headache by the time I get finished talking about the Affordable Care Act, but another time. We, we will do it another time because I definitely want to dig into that. No problem. Uh, $800 million. Uh, President Obama proposed a five-year farm bill. Now, I'm from down east. Uh, Wilson NC. Uh, a lot of people in my family were farmers and grew up on the farm. My grandfather worked on the farm. I mean, it's, it's their life's blood. Uh, what do you think about this supposedly bipartisan bill uh, that the president signed? Uh, I think it's a problem. Uh, and with no obviously disrespect to the farmers, we want to make sure that we're protecting those lands and allow them to have every kind of opportunity uh, to be the entrepreneur, to provide uh, these natural foods for us. But but it's like many other things that happen in, in Washington, D.C. What starts with a good idea ends up having so many attachments that it becomes a, a further really encumbrance on not just the farmers but all the people when it comes to this overtaxation. And this is another example, and not that we're getting into it, of, of the affordable care, where the government overreaches the boundaries time and time again, and it's, it's to the point where, as I said earlier, uh, that we have to get people up there that are willing to be honest about it. Part of this, uh, part of this goes back to the whole lobbyists. For example, there's, there's, take pharmaceutical companies. There's two pharmaceutical lobbyists for every one congressman. If you add wow. them all up, there's dozens that are specifically assigned to lobby that each and every day to be influenced. And that's one of the problems that when you have, when you get to the place where some of our politicians are having family members work in these particular lobbyist areas, it then creates a dilemma. And uh, for this particular congressman or senator, whoever it might be, a representative, that are you going to be true to the people that you're representing, are you going to be swayed? And this is another incident with this farm bill. It's a lot of money, man. <laughs> this is a lot of money once again. Jeez. It is. I mean, you, you look you look at our budget, and in our episode, you look at our budget, we've got a budget this year of $3.7 trillion, Okay. We will bring in revenues about $300 trillion, leaving $700 billion where we're upside again now. We've heard the statistics for every dollar uh, that we're spending, we bring in $0.41. Cents. At some yeah. point, budget, it becomes a national security issue. As Absolutely. China, yeah, as China owns now over 10% of our national debt, we're still shipping in a third of, of oil from countries, Middle East countries, who would like to burn a hole in us. At the same time, we have all the natural resources uh, to last a lifetime. But, but we're making decisions, and at the same time, we're, we're, we're trying to be so over-environmentally conscious that we can't even get the Keystone Pipeline moving. It's just, it's, it's, it's you know, I, I can get worked up just talking about all the lack of leadership. And you can trace it back to all the way, cash for clunkers. I have dealer friends, automobile dealer friends. They they weren't even utilizing the program before it ended. You look at the failed stimulus package. You look at the IRS debacle as far as how it targeted conservative groups. You look at Benghazi. Yeah. 
you look at the health care, the affordable care, it's, this is a leadership problem. Washington is not being held accountable for incredible poor leadership, and it's time that, that, that each district, each area, have representatives that will hold this leadership accountable. I think it's past time. I definitely agree with that. Uh, Mark Walker, Mark at Mark4NC. Is that your Twitter tag? Is that correct? At Mark4NC? It, yeah, it, it is. And Walker4NC.com is our, our website. Uh, and uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just letting, letting folks know who we were talking to and where they could find you guys at and where they could find you at. Uh, where are you where are you scheduled to be next? I, I've seen you all over North Carolina. I don't I can't keep up with you myself. Two and three different counties and a day. It seems like we are just we are having a blast. And Pudgy here, let me tell you something. Today we've been in Eden. Started the morning. Had a great in-home meeting over here in the Irving Park area of Greensboro. I'm, I, right now I'm on the road back from McLeansville Wildlife Club, uh, and having a blast talking to you. Last night had a, uh, a couple of parties, and then uh, certainly honored Howard Coble. Uh, tomorrow we uh, may officially get on over to Raleigh and make this official with our FBC filing. Uh, we, we're just having a blast. But let me tell you what's inspiring me, and that is I am seeing people come back to the political circle, <clears throat> understanding the sense of urgency. I'm not just talking about one demographic. I'm seeing young families, families with children who are concerned about the liberties of their children and their grandchildren because they see them eroding at a pace that is mind-boggling, and, and that's what really gives me hope that people are starting to wake up and understand the devastation that this path that we're on and how it's going to take generations to undo. But whether I'm in Roxboro to Rockingham, Mebbin to Mount Airy, man, I'm seeing people say it's time, our family's engaging. These are people who have never even voted in a primary before who are saying we are stepping up and we are getting involved to make a difference. And I will tell you, it has lit my fire, and I am, I am passionate about getting out there and getting this word out. It sounds like it. I, I, I can I can hear the enthusiasm in your voice, man. You sound like you're getting passionate about that, and, and that's a beautiful thing because we need some people to get fired up and passionate about the people. You know, that's that's a beautiful thing to me. If, if I've never seen anybody so passionate about something so basic, with all respect to it, it, it's basic in what's going on. I mean, people just coming back to the polls. That's an awesome thing. But you know, it's not a political issue. It's not a it's not national news. It's just people wanting to get involved again. And, and if we want a candidate that gets enthused by that, by God, I can appreciate you getting enthusiastic by that. So I, I would, I'd appreciate that. Um, just, just moving on to a lighter note here. Let me get you in a little bit of trouble real quick. <laughs> get my evil grin on here. We're going to talk about, I just, I just want to lighten the mood just a little bit here. We don't, we don't have much longer. We got a couple minutes, but what are some hobbies you have, man? We're talking all these politics. What, what's the regular man? The, the football out here, the football high school champion. Yeah, see, I did oh my, my homework goodness. on you, brother. You you got a crack staff, that's for sure. Oh, my goodness gracious. Well, that, now you're taking me back about 30 years, Budgie. I don't like to know that. I mean, that's yeah, that's going back to the early <laughs> 80s. I was one of those 80s, you know, 80s children. Well, we, uh, I think you're referring to a story where – uh, I, I was fortunate enough, probably through a couple injuries, and, and uh, because I guess we, a smaller school, I ended up playing quarterback, and and uh, we ended up winning uh, uh, the district, the state, and, and back then for private schools, you, you had a national championship and uh, traveled all the way to Dayton, Tennessee, and you had to play three games in three days and to make a, 
a long story short, we ended up playing a team from Alabama the first day and then played the, the reigning champions uh, the next day. Uh, they were from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and I will tell you, they were a cocky bunch. Uh, I will, uh, they were talking. <laughs> they surrounded us that night in the cafeteria and made a circle and did this little chant. And I remember the, the first time that I believe we could win that I was uh, – I, I can remember the play as, as you play probably played sports. You can recall this stuff years later. But drop back, mm-hmm. I saw one of the defensive ends come in, and we had a wide out that was doing a little fly pattern. And uh, he broke just in time, and I released it. I don't remember what happened because that dude just nailed me. Uh, but he <laughs> caught it, got, got, uh, got, a, got a foot in the back of the end zone, and it was a meeting. And there's some parallels even to what we're doing right now. But it was in that moment, Budgie, that I believe I said, you know what, we can win this national championship. We went on to to win three games, shut out all three teams in three days and, and brought nice. back that national championship. And uh, you know what, there's a bond from those guys when you accomplish something. We came up there in an old ragtag school bus, and we pulled into that camp with all those shiny greyhounds and brand-new buses and things, and we think, what are we doing here? But you know what, yeah. hard work, teamwork, and doing it the right way always pays off uh, – in the distance, and and I think that's that's a parallel, that's a principle that really crosses every aspect of life, and I uh, I hope to live by that. Wow, Mark Walker for NC, folks. There you have it. Give the man a round of applause, please. I I can definitely appreciate that, man. Being a coach, being a father, and being a former player myself, I can recall some of those amazing plays. In all three games that we won, no titles, none of that good stuff that you're talking about, all three games that we won when I played football, I can recall those days. But as you said, there are some parallels through, you know, playing sports, and I'm, I'm pretty sure the perseverance uh, carries goes along with you through life, and I hope it carries along with you through this campaign. I wish you nothing but the best. Hope to have you back on the show, Brother Walker. And uh, do you want to leave the folks with anything before we let you go? I just want to tell you it's people like you – that are making a difference, do not quit. Uh, Chuck Swindoll once said, no true leaders without criticism. Keep doing the work. We're going to cross paths, and we look forward to seeing you out there soon. Sounds good. We'll see you on the campaign trail. Take care, folks. That's it. It's over. We'll talk to you guys next Sunday. It's been a beautiful, absolutely wonderful and educational show. There you have it, man. Mark Walker, full in the flesh. We don't hold any punches. We don't hold back. He answered every question flawlessly, and it is what it is. I hope you enjoyed. Be blessed, and remember, God is love. Love is God. Communication is the key, folks. We will talk to you guys next week. K-I-R-P Radio! Real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real, real. Only gon' recognize, still, still. I reckon I will. Like we always do with this time.